Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is March 27th. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me blog. We're going to talk a little bit more about Jesus feeding the 5,000, but we're going to pick up a little bit where we left off yesterday. Now, I know we talked yesterday about the Savior going off to be alone, to find solitude. We talked about how he had compassion in his moments of sorrow, but I want to talk about that just a little bit more today because I think it's a really important principle. Plus, I found a really cool quote by Elder Maxwell today that I really love that goes right along with this. What strikes me here is that oftentimes throughout the New Testament, we see the disciples specifically making mention that the Savior went off to be alone, and usually it's after kind of a bigger experience, a bigger healing, or an experience like this where he's just received news that John the Baptist has died. And I really love that the disciples make an effort to point that out, that the Savior needed time to be alone, to pray, to recharge, for lack of a better term. And it makes me realize that we shouldn't feel guilty for needing or wanting the same thing. Sometimes when we are busy, sometimes when we have a lot on our plates, especially when the things on our plates are good things, we sometimes feel like we just need to go, go, go and get it all done. But we can learn a lot from the Savior in taking time to just be and to separate ourselves from the multitudes and the masses. In his book, Notwithstanding My Weakness, Elder Maxwell talks about the same thing. And in fact, he uses this same story of Jesus trying to find some solitude in his time of trial. But listen to what he says. He says, It was therefore the Savior's desire to take his disciples privately by ship to a desert place so that they could obtain much-needed respite, illustrating that where the pace is brisk and people are giving much and constantly, a time of refreshing and renewal is needed. Striking the proper balance is one of the keenest tests of our agency— Therefore, we need to ask regularly for inspiration in the use of our time and in the making of our daily decisions. Often our hardest choices are between competing and desirable alternatives, each with righteous consequences. When our pace exceeds our strength and means, the result is prostration instead of sustained dedication. I absolutely love what Elder Maxwell says here, that one of the biggest tests of our agency is figuring out how to balance our time when a lot of good things are calling for our attention. If we put all of our efforts all the time into everything that we're doing, the result is prostration instead of sustained dedication. And I love that the Savior is an example of that, an example of striking that proper balance of blessing, helping, teaching but also taking the time when he needs it to recharge and to reboot and reconnect with his father. Now, that being said, I want you to imagine a time in your life when you have just needed to be alone or a time when you were just really looking forward to something. Maybe you had a hard experience and you just needed a second alone, or maybe you were hungry and you finally get a chance to sit down and have something to eat only to have that need or that desire interrupted. That is a frustrating feeling. (laughs) And that's what the Savior experiences here. He takes his disciples. He goes to a desert place, which, if you'll remember, the book of Mark teaches us is a solitary place. He sets out to be alone. And yet the multitude, seeing him leaving, they all start running and gathering from the cities and they follow him. 
I can only imagine that the normal natural response would have been a little bit of frustration, maybe a little sadness, maybe a little disappointment. But listen to the reaction of the Savior. Verse 14 of Matthew chapter 14, And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. Now, both Matthew and Mark use that word compassion, that he saw them and he was moved to compassion. The root of the word compassion means to suffer with. And I like that because here in this moment, the Savior was trying to get away so that he could feel his sadness, so that he could suffer and grieve a little bit for the loss of John. But what I love here is in his suffering, in his sadness, in his grief, he looks out and sees others who are struggling, suffering, grieving. And because of that, he could have true compassion for them. He could truly suffer with them. He used his own grief, his own sadness, and used that to propel him to bless and strengthen and help others. That is the true definition of compassion, and it is absolutely beautiful. Do we allow our suffering, our sadness, our grief to allow us to have compassion for others, to allow us to suffer with them, to really develop empathy for others. Empathy is kind of sometimes a difficult thing because it's so much easier, it's so much more comfortable to have sympathy for others, to see what someone's going through and to be like, oh, that's so hard. That's so bad. I'm so sorry that you're dealing with that. And that's great. That's wonderful. That's a great first step. But empathy is different. Empathy is being willing to reach into your past, into a time when you have felt some kind of grief. And not for the purpose of trying to one-up their grief, but for the purpose of being able to tap into what that felt like so that you can understand what someone is going through in that moment. That's the kind of compassion that the Savior was showing here, coming from a place of grief and of loss, a place of sadness. He looked out and saw others who were struggling, who were hurting, who were lost, and he allowed his grief, his loss, his pain to move him to action to bless those who are feeling loss, grief, pain, sorrow. It is a beautiful example of mourning with those who mourn, really experiencing compassion for those who are struggling. So Matthew helps us understand that the Savior healed and blessed and probably taught those among the multitude. But then let's flip over to Mark 6 to see what happens next. Keep in mind, he sees that there's this huge multitude. He's probably been blessing and teaching them for a while. And he sees all these people and look what he does. Starting in verse 37, it says, He answered and said unto them, Give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, Shall we go and buy two hundred pennyworth of bread and give them to eat? He saith unto them, How many loaves have ye? Go and see. And when they knew, they say five and two fishes. Now let's pause there really quickly because it's important to understand what 200 penny worth of bread would have been. In that day and age, 200 penny worth would have been about eight months worth of wages for the common laborer. So this is a lot of people and would take a lot to feed them. But what I love here is that the Savior puts the charge to feed these people on his disciples. My friends, the same is true for us in our day. The Savior asks us to feed his sheep, to feed those around us. Every single day, we interact with people who are hungry. 
whether they are physically hungry, spiritually hungry, socially or emotionally hungry. Every day we interact with people who are depleted. And my friends, the Savior asks his disciples to feed and to nourish the hungered. Even when we ourselves are struggling, even when we ourselves are grieving or are in pain. Elder Villanueva once taught, Jesus Christ showed us that during times of trial and adversity, we can recognize the difficulties of others. Moved with compassion, we can reach out and lift them. And as we do so, we are also lifted by our Christ-like service. My friends, as disciples of Jesus Christ, we are to find that compassion, find that empathy, and recognize those who are starving, whether it's spiritually, whether it's physically, whether they are starving emotionally or socially. The Savior asks us to reach out and to fill and feed those that are hungry. Elder Ballard once said, If we are truly disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, we will reach out with love and understanding to all of our neighbors at all times. My friends, I testify that the Savior has taught us the way. He has shown us the true example of compassion, of empathy, and of feeding the hungry. As we follow him, as we strive to be like him, it's my testimony that he can teach us how to reach out to bless others. And as we pay attention, he will teach us and show us who to reach out to. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.